and it's the one, two, three show. Now, there's nothing that can replace a good book. And as children grow up, it's so important that they enjoy and learn from the books around them. Well, my next guest was inspired to write books for children, and she came face to face with the growing environmental issues affecting Hong Kong's shoreline, and that's what got her writing. Suzanne Yunnan joins me on the phone now to tell me more about her third book in the Green Dragon series. Good afternoon to you, Suzanne. Good afternoon, Sadia. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank <laughs> and you I know for having me. You've been on the One Two Three show before, and you've talked to Noreen. I think initially uh-huh. when your first book came out. Now this is the third book. But before um, we talk about that, tell me a little bit a bit uh, about how you got started writing because it is quite a story. Yes, um, it's a bit of a long story, so I'll try and be brief. <laughs> okay. Um, so I came to Hong Kong uh, back in twenty. 16, I mm-hmm. think then, 15, sorry. And um, after taking a bit of time to settle, I decided I'd quite like to try dragon boating, uh, which I loved. Um, and being very environmentally focused anyway, I started to notice there was quite a lot of rubbish on the beach, which was, you know, quite upsetting. Mm. Um, but then after Typhoon Hato, it really became quite apparent how bad the situation is in Hong Kong with the amount of plastic and rubbish in the water. Um, I joined a beach cleanup on Maheng Beach uh, with, I think it was around 15, 16 other people. And it was really shocking. Uh, it was quite devastating, actually. And it was one of those aha moments, um, mm-hmm. but not so happy. Um, quite devastating. Um, it did reduce me to tears, actually. It was really, really shocking to see, see the amount, the amount yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was everything it was not just plastic straws and cutlery it was flip-flops shoes tables chairs oh, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff gosh. it was quite awful it was a big typhoon so there was a lot of power bringing um rubbish up onto the beach but uh it, it was one of those moments where i thought i have to do something about this this I can't just close my eyes to this. I can't unsee this. So um, being in the dragon boat community and seeing what I see weekly on the beaches and um, how some people bring single-use plastic bottles with water for training and the festivals, um, what they provide for the paddlers, I wondered if there was something I could do in the community. Um, So I spoke to a couple of teammates mates i also spoke to plastic free seas who had um quite a big impact on my son's education and i kind of came up with a very small plan to introduce um a pledge for the paddlers so i formed um, a volunteer organization called green dragons hong kong and i tried to recruit teams to join the organization and to help spread the message about reducing plastic in the sport. Um, so yes, that's how it started. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, that was a that that was what really led you to directly try and write these books as well, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Because and how old was your son at the time? My son was probably ten, around okay. ten at okay. the time. Um, yeah, so I was 
pounding the beaches mm-hmm. and speaking to as many paddlers as I possibly could about spreading this message. And in all honesty, I did get a little frustrated at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wondered if there was another way I could reach children mm-hmm. uh, if there's a way I could get them younger to yes. understand the situation yes. and spread the message and um, it wasn't something I foresaw myself doing at all and I don't have any history writing stories other than just making up a few stories for my son as mm-hmm. he was growing up and I just kind of put one toe in the water at a time and went forward and this forward motion kept going and eventually <laughs> and now you're on your third book <laughs> I'm on my third book yes <laughs> okay so so now the books themselves tell me a little bit about them because there's a there's a good Hong Kong influence in them too isn't there yes it was quite a conscious decision to make them quite local um, I'm not suggesting that Hong Kong is the only place in the world that yes, has this issue I think we all know this is yes. a global issue but I thought it would resonate more with the children if they could see and read about specific areas in Hong Kong and it actually works it gets them quite excited mm. when they see the illustrations of um, special places because they can in relate Hong Kong. to it that's right they can yes. they can yeah so the first book um, is simply called the green dragon and it's about a dragon who has many friends in Hong Kong and on one particular day each of the friends he's searching for to have a nice time with, he finds that they've had a problem with pollution in the ocean mm-hmm. and how plastic has impacted them. Oh. So it's quite a tough story for mm-hmm. kids to read, mm-hmm. um, but there is um, a little hero at the end that um, helps spread the message to the schools. And it's it's although it's a sad story in some ways, I I hope that it gives the children hope also that they even though they are small and they might feel they only have a very small voice that if they speak up if they take small actions they can actually make a difference themselves it's about really instilling good habits isn't it that if you catch them early they'll they'll have the awareness they'll Mm -hmm. also have those habits that hopefully they will keep with them yes and it's not just about their own lives mm. is about influencing others and giving the children that empowerment to you know if they're polite and kind about it they could actually impact somebody else's life as well with mm. their passion and, and did your son help you with the books did you you almost like have an expert in the field with you <laughs> who could kind of you could try it out and ask him things how did he influence it did he influence it at all he he's definitely my my first go-to person to run the stories by um if it doesn't work for him we make changes um and the second book um actually he and a friend's daughter worked together on something called a green picnic guide Mm -hmm. and it was their idea that came together to produce this particular kind of checklist of what to do if you want a green picnic so yes he's been quite involved in it that's great so (laughs) now the third book this sounds good because um on my facebook page if people go to my facebook page rthk radio 3 you will see a little extract from it and you left it a little bit at a cliffhanger there i was reading it last night "Hmm, okay what happens next Um, it it wasn't intentional (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about the third book 
the third book's a little different, actually. It's based on a true story that happened a few years ago in Moiwo on Lantau, mm-hmm. where some cows and buffaloes stormed into a supermarket mm-hmm. and raided the fruit and veg section. <laughs> <laughs> and when I read that story, That's so funny. when it broke, it just really made me laugh out loud thinking how funny is this and how unusual I've never heard of anything like this happening before but then I started to think well what happened to these poor animals afterwards it can't have been good Mm. and with the first and the second book being quite serious um, I wanted to make the third book a little bit more light-hearted and the story follows these two naughty creatures (laughs) <laughs> who decide to raid the supermarket. And then it's the real story of what happened to wow. them afterwards. That's super. That's <laughs> yeah, great. so I, I base the story on, on this true event and then there's a lot of um, wild imagination in there as well. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. And you're also um, encouraging, you know, you've got a, a competition link to the third book too, haven't you? What's that about? Are you just going to get younger people involved in writing or what are you looking for? Um, well, this year's con- I do a competition every year. Mm-hmm. Last year was music, which was absolutely fabulous. I've left it on my website so that people can listen to the winning entries. Oh, it was right. just blew my socks off. It was amazing. Really, really happy with um, uh, the entries that we had. Um, the third this year, we're doing a book writing competition for the children. It's open for anyone up to the age of twelve. And it's really just to get them thinking about what makes a good story and bringing in the environment. Perhaps they've come across something in the environment that they would like to raise awareness to. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. It can be a a Mm feel-good story. Mm -hmm. Um, Just get them thinking about how they can write a story and convey a message in a fun way with fun characters and a little imagination. Mm, well, that sounds lovely. And uh, and it's a great opportunity, I think. I mean, do you feel, uh, obviously your son has you there and you like writing and he's been enjoying the books and things. But uh-huh. I suppose these days there is a huge kind of pressure that children are perhaps not reading enough. You know, they're, they're looking at games, they're looking at TV. And so, you know, are books still very much alive and kicking with children? I think with this younger age group, yes. Um, my son's almost 16 now. Um, he's not really into these books anymore. Yes, obviously. Um, but but he, does I, he still I, read? He still enjoys reading? Um, not as much as I'd like him to. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I think that's every parent's complaint. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, school gets a lot harder they're are engaged with a lot of reading for school and I think sometimes it's quite difficult to for teenagers to get that enthusiasm up to read a good book again even if it's a very exciting book unfortunately um, games and the electronics these days are so much more stimulating for them mm-hmm. so it's quite hard for um, that generation I think that age group to focus down on a book again I see it as quite a big problem actually yeah I think it is something that really just um comes from your childhood because if you have Uh books there right from the word go and and you know I think 
even to read books, just tiny, you know, babies, just showing them books. They they love it. I know certainly in my mm-hmm. family with uh, cousins and things like that, there are babies that just, oh, just love books, you know, because yes. they've just been presented to, you know, to them right from the very first few days, you know, yes. although you think that they're not taking any notice, but they do absorb and they like the pictures and they like the colors. They so. really do. They really do absorb. And um, I've had um, a couple of pictures over the last couple of years of mums sending me uh, photos of their really babies holding one of oh. the green dragon books oh, and lovely. they love the pictures. So, yes, I, I am a I'm a true believer in that. Also, mm. I read to my son from weeks old. Yes. And it's not, it's not just about, obviously, when they're that young, it's not the words, it's not the pictures. It's the it's expressions. The and voice. Yeah. That's right. And it's your voice and it's you sitting there and having real quality time with your child mm-hmm. to be able to read those. Can I ask you, what was the most challenging part for you? Now, you've written, you're on your third book. Um, mm-hmm. What has been the kind of most difficult part of it? I mean, there must be challenges in putting these, and you've got illustrations in there, mm-hmm. you know. So what did you find most difficult? Um, I think just because I'd never done anything like this before, that with the first book, the whole process was um, just a hurdle at a time, just a learning process. Um, I decided after some time that going with a traditional publisher was probably not for me. Mm-hmm. So self-publishing was a whole new journey that I, I learned kind of on the go. Um, but now I have a couple under, under my belt. I understand it and I've kind of streamlined the process a little bit. Well, I think, you know, it's really from your experience and, and as you're encouraging people to write, you know, young children, you don't know like where that will take them because they suddenly may be inspired to want to write. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a great opportunity. So, Suzanne, I think it'd be really great if you could just kind of recap the details of the competition and also your website details so that if somebody wants to, we'll I'll pop that onto Facebook later. But sure. if you want to go through just the details of this, that way people can sort of make sure that they get into that competition as well. Sure. Um, the closing date is the 6th of March, so there's still a few weeks left. Mm-hmm. Um, all the details are on um, my website, which is www.dracoviridi.com. And Dracoviridi is Green Dragon in Latin, okay. so it's quite easy to remember. Um, yes, so it's open to anyone. Um, it, you can be wild and imaginative, um, as many characters as you like. Um, there's some hints and tips on my Facebook and Instagram account on what makes a good story. Um, it can be as long or as short as you like. Um, just needs to have a nice flow to it. And yeah, it's Sounds whatever, amazing. Whatever I think, they would like it to be. I think I need to put pen to paper, but then there's a limit of age groups here, isn't there? Up to 12 years. It sounds like a great opportunity, and I think it's absolutely fantastic at the moment because obviously a lot of the kids are back now at home working, uh-huh. and, um, you know, this is a prime opportunity to, in their extra time to do something that is creative but also just fun to do and educational. So it might be a good time to do it. Yes. I think so too and part of the prize um, one of the prizes is a, a copy of the Green Dragon book but also to be a part of the next focus group for my fourth book so then I'm inviting the children to be a part of the publishing process which is 
quite exciting, I think. Mm. And they will have the opportunity to read their winning story um, at Rebooked, which is um, uh, a second-hand bookshop in Shunwan. Um, they very kindly offered us their venue so that we can hold an event where the children can read their book out loud. Hopefully everything will be open yeah, by then yes. to their family and friends. Sounds amazing. Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on the programme today. Um, the books look beautiful. People can go on the Facebook page and just see the front cover and an extract from one of them, from the third one. So thank you ever so much. And do keep us up to date as to how it goes. Perhaps once you get the winning prize, you know, for this competition, um, it'd be great to hear about it. So thank okay. you. All right. That would thank be you great. So much. Thank you for Bye-bye. your time. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.